Welcome to Never Stop Building, where we discuss all things business, growth, and leveling up to become the most elite version of yourself. We're here to challenge fear and shatter doubt. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to Never Stop Building. I'm your host, Sam Kaufman. As always, incredibly grateful to be here with you today. Whenever you're listening to this, I'm talking with you. I've got a uh, I've got Clifton Muckenfoos back on almost a year to the day later, as he just uh, uh, informed me. To be honest, I, honest to God, I thought that was like three months ago. It really doesn't feel like it was, I, I mean, I, I had no idea it was a year. Um, but full transparency, guys, like Clifton and I are just going to do what Clifton and I do and just have a Sam and Clifton conversation and you get the honor and privilege of listening to whatever God delivers through us in that conversation. And my prayer is that it impacts you in some way. So Clifton, um, I thought about you this morning. I almost posted a story on my Instagram tagging you. I have the picture actually still on my phone. I just got distracted. It's 24 degrees in my car. (laughs) And I almost tagged you on Instagram and said, Hey man, send me some real estate listings. Uh, we're moving down there. This is not working. Um, this is never going to work. Uh, it's 25 degrees. Because <laughs> I'm assuming the temperature with you is like, I don't know, 82, sunny, beautiful. Yeah, you know, man, Sam, look, it, first and foremost, it's uh, it's always a blessing to be able to spend some time with you. We were sharing off air. It's It's been a year since we had that initial conversation and Gosh, a lot's happened since then. But yeah, if you tag me in a in a post um, or a story, and and you're showing me 25 degrees, uh, that's I'm gonna probably start to twitch like my wife does. Actually, though, here in Southwest Florida this morning, uh, at about 4:30 when I was preparing to go to the gym, it um, it was it was sub 50. So, you know, it was like I woke up overnight and and, and landed in Antarctica with um, Dabo Elf, Jojo Elf, and Buddy Elf. Um, those are the three elves on the shelf in my house. So, uh, so it's a little bit chillier here this morning. But man, look, you know, you asked me off air, hey, I've got many different ways we could take this conversation. And I believe, Sam, that you and I share one thing in common. We share many things in common. But one thing we share in common is sometimes we just go into a conversation, go into an event, go into a speaking opportunity uh, with with some background and with a plan, but then it's just like God moves through you and takes you somewhere else. And so yeah. I think that's how this conversation will unfold. And I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I think that whatever we talk about, the people are going to get some value. I don't, uh, I don't disagree at all. All right, cool. So here, here's what I want to ask you then. There is a story I want you to tell on this episode. If we get there, we get there. If we don't, we you know exactly the story, but what I really like, I actually haven't asked you this yet. And this is why I want to ask, what are you most excited about for next year? Because like we talk, you and I have, we have a friendship, we have a professional relationship. We, you and I do a lot of like, we do a lot of problem solving and fire putting out and how do we didn't plan and like, but I never like, I don't know what you're most excited about for 2024. This is literally for everybody listening, this is literally my first time asking Clifton this like, as one of my closest relationships. So I'm just going to kick back. I'm interested. It's it's a, it's a great question. And it's something that I've put 
quite a bit of thought into, and I'll share it here for the for the first time because you know I I believe that uh, going into uh, a new year, you know I, I kind of just we all we talk about a word of the year. What's your what's your word? Like where are you feeling led? And over the last several weeks, God has really placed a word on my heart. Um, and, and I would normally share this next week as I cement my 24 goals because my wife and, and family and I are getting ready to go take that that last end of year trip. But I'll share it here uh, because it's it's been on my heart. Uh, and, and a lot of it is, I think, a result of what I've actually gone through this year. And that word is connect. What I'm going to be about in 24 is connecting connections uh, with people, specifically those that I hold in the highest regard and those that are closest to me. Because this year, I lost one of the most special connections I had, and that was my dad. And he passed away four months ago. Turned my world upside down. But through that, my connection with God has never been stronger. And so I'm being pushed to connect in 24. My word for 23 was evolve. I didn't know why I even selected that word almost a year ago today. God knew I needed to evolve. And everything I've gone through this year uh, has forced me to evolve. I've embraced that. And so um, you heard it here first. So my word for 24 will be connect. Uh, but, but to answer your question, what am I most excited about? And I think it is to continue to deepen those, deepening those connections. Um, we're planning six trips next year with my family. And um, if you've ever planned a trip for a family of five, that shit ain't cheap. <laughs> you know, our average trip is, you know, on the low end, you know, 10 grand high end might be 20 grand. But here's the thing. And I've shared this with clients and I've shared this on stages. I've, I've shared this with you. Man, I've built some really cool shit over my life in the business world. I've built some big businesses, profitable businesses, had a bunch of money, lost a bunch of money. Um, but dude, my kids, your kids, anybody else's kids, if you're a business owner, like they do not care about your business. They don't care how big it is. They don't care how much money you make. Actually, they don't care how hard you work. And us entrepreneurs and high performers, we're over here going, gosh, but if they just see me grinding over here, they're going to somehow develop the same work ethic and they're going to continue to just grind themselves. That's actually, I believe, bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yes, we need to lead by example. Yes, we need to be positive role models. But we also need to pour into them on a level that creates memories because that is what they're going to remember. 
I just shared with you my dad died four months ago. Guess what? I don't remember how damn hard he worked. I know he did. I don't know how much money he had. He had some. But dude, I can look at this picture, that picture, that picture. I can look at this cross around my neck. And those memories are infinitely more important to me than all the other stuff he could have ever given me. And so what I'm most excited about in 24 is that. I got some really cool shit I'm building too, but that's what I'm most excited about because I just realized, Sam, I have a son in seventh grade. I got one in sixth grade. I've got a daughter in fourth grade. I got a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 13-year-old. Man, that's that time is precious. And when they still want to jump on a boat with me and go fishing and, you know, come hang out, like I need to embrace that. Because God has put on my heart to focus on those people and my wife as well. And so that's what I'm most excited about. Am I going to lose some stuff along the way? Yep, 100% going to lose probably some relationships. That's cool. But I know I cannot lose if I focus on that. I want to ask you a question. We talked, well, we've talked a lot in 2023, but you actually made the comment to me a couple of times, maybe, maybe in passing, or we were taking 30 second timeouts, just a vent or, but you made a comment a few times this year about how you're like, man, like, I used to do quarterly trips. I used to, you made the comment, like I used to prioritize this in like the past two years or maybe it was three, maybe it's one and a half, but like the past two years, it's just been like, I haven't been, I've been all, all in. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with seasons of all in on the career. See, like we all, if you're going to do anything entrepreneurial in any way, even if you're not entrepreneurial, if you are ambitious in any career, there will be seasons of like, I've got to, buckled down my question being do you believe that your dad's passing made a significant impact in your mentality of like i will eventually get these trips back up versus i'm doing this right now like do you believe there was a direct correlation to that which you've gone through the past four months and going fuck this next year not two years not three years not when i have x amount of clients or x amount like i'm doing it right now because time is precious and that's happening immediately that's absolutely the case mm -hmm. and sometimes you you know people people talk about you know you have these life altering moments or what was a trigger event you know what caused you to go on this health and fitness journey or what caused you to do this um it, it just it really it really hit me that I, along with a lot of other entrepreneurs, a lot of other business owners, a lot of other career-minded people are missing some incredible opportunities to really connect with the people that God has put in our life. Yeah. And- I'm feeling a little convicted. That's all. Uh, I'm listening. I'm just, I'm feeling a little convicted myself. So please continue. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so um, it, it definitely, it, 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 it impacted me in a, in a, in a, in a big way. And, and I've shared this, you know, I, I still believe that I am going through the process 
Uh, I don't believe that there's a defined process to grieve the loss of someone. You there's no you, SOP. <laughs> there's no SOP for that. No SOP for that. Because the first, the first, like, truthfully, the first six to eight weeks after that, like, I was just numb. Like, I just thousands of decisions being made. Still running a house. Well, well, well being second in command to the CEO of the house, which is my wife. Um, still being a father and a husband and all that stuff, being a, you know, a business coach, uh, all of that director of coaching and win rate, all of those things. <clears throat> but man, like recently, uh, I, I, I have definitely gone through, uh, some, some, some periods of grief. Like I find myself driving to the gym on, on Saturday morning, just, just this past week, just literally bawling my eyes out. I could not even get out of the truck at the gym. And I text my wife and I'm like, please pray for me. I, I'm just losing my mind right now. Because I'm also in a season of pressure. You mentioned pressure off there. Yeah. We're also in a season of, um, of of being tested, being being pulled on, being weighed on. And that's the devil trying to distract me. And 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 so um it, you know, so I'm going through that. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, it absolutely affected me and 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 prompted me to to really start taking action. Um, because there's times, man, like I'm, the stuff I'm going through, like <clears throat> I would always call my dad. Right, he was my mentor. He was the guy I'd pick up the phone and say, "Hey, pops, here's what I'm struggling with. Hey, try this. Here's what I would do." Or it's not worth your time. Don't pay it any attention. It's just distracting you or this and that. Bro, I don't have that person in my life. And so as a business coach who I pour into people all day long because those people need, deserve, want, appreciate someone to hold them accountable, to mentor them, to pour into them, to love on them, that person in my life was taken away. And that's selfish of me to say because he, he was taken away from me in an earthly body. Yeah. Right? We grieve and stuff like that because truthfully as a Christian, because I, I, I'm actually here and he's there. That's right. They're, they're being in heaven. Like he ain't got no more pain. He ain't got no more brain cancer. He ain't got no more bullshit to deal with. No. Yeah, he he's in heaven, and we sit here going, "Man, I wish he was back here." I wish yeah, he's like, "Nah, was. bro, I'm good." <laughs> he's like, "I'm in heaven, healthy, happy, joyful with Jesus." Yeah. You want me to come hang out back down there? No, I'll wait for you up here, though. Like, yeah, absolutely. So you know, you know, I do believe that that had a profound impact on me, and and here's what I believe: because if I commit to that, God's going to make a way for me to earn the income necessary to fulfill that if I prioritize that. Now, if I commit to that and then fall off of that commitment, there may be some struggle over here. Well, so all right, well, st stay on that for just a second. Because yeah. I, I think you'll be able to articulate this better than most. What does that mean from your perspective? Commit to that. Because I think people like, look, like picking a word and picking an intention and like, sometimes I feel like, you and I, not just you and I, our ecosystem, our, our, our industry talks in like riddles to people where like they, the buzzword sounds good, but then like rarely people can articulate. Right. So like when I, when I think of like, Hey man, if I commit to the word, right. Mm -hmm. um, 
God will make a way. The income will show up. Like that sounds good. But if you haven't lived it, like I've lived it, you've li- I've lived moments of nothing but faith. I don't know how this is going to happen. I'm just going to pray and pray and believe and commit and show up. I've watched like my own company's payroll. We don't have it and we need it. And we're going to show up and pray and we're going to follow up with clients. And we're going to commit to doing all the things. But like, so my question to you is when you say that, what does that mean? from like an actionable standpoint for you. And I don't mean like tasks necessarily, but like what's the mindset for you behind committing to that, behind yeah. believing in that? Yeah, it, a lot of that is 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 faith driven. But here's here's I, I want to touch on something you mentioned because it's so true. There's a lot of buzzwords like oh, you know, you you got to be disciplined and you, you know, you you, you got to, you know, hustle and grind and you got to co- be committed and all this other shit. A lot of people talk a lot of shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. And in 60 days, you're the same person. You haven't done anything. But you tell yourself that you're going to be committed because you think that's what the other person wants to hear. You're fooling nobody but yourself. I got people right now that, hey, man, I'm committed to doing this. And in 60 days, you haven't done anything to tell me or show me that you are committed because you're doing the same stuff. And then you're like, well, you know, man, like I fell off over here and, you know, life happened. No, that is all bullshit. That is an excuse. Yes. That means you decommitted. to, To me, like the way I've kind of had to like, even with clients sometimes like, okay, like, are you committed or do you just want it? Correct. Because there is a distinction. There's there's a huge difference between like, and like, I've even had to clarify with people before, like, hey man, like, I think, I don't even think you want this. I think you want to want it because you think I want it or this person wants it or this influencer has it. I don't even think you want that because you see the work laid out ahead of you to get it and you are uninterested in doing that work, that does not seem pleasurable for you and you don't want it. But now you're te- you're saying to the world, to yourself, to your family, you want it. And so, like, what is commitment from what does that actually look like for you? Yeah. yeah, for me, commitment means if I set a goal, whatever said goal is, I'm going to then reverse engineer that goal. All right. And then I'm going to figure out exactly what in the heck I got to do every freaking day that moves me closer to that. I'll share one with you right now. Yeah. So going into 2023, again, I talked about Evolve. One of my health, and so we talk, I, I, when I do goal planning, this is just me, uh, but I, I do personal goals, professional goals, relationship goals, health and fitness goals, and financial goals. Did you notice how I, financial goals was last, that's by design, but anyway. But but the point the point is, one of my health and fitness goals is, Number one, I'm 46 years old, but one of my health and fitness goals was to get to single digit body fat. And this is nothing against anybody that needs any type of help, nothing. But I had the goal that I was going to do it all natural, nothing, no coaching, nothing. I was going to do it myself. I got 11 days, bro. And I got to, I got. And I don't know, and I don't know when your listeners are going to get this, but today is December 20th. So I got 11 days. And bro, I think I'm close. My last, my last scan, I was 10.8. I feel 
super freaking lean right here. But here's the point. I knew what I had to do every single month. And I knew over the last eight weeks, I had to then drop my calorie intake. I measured everything. I weigh everything. I've been putting everything into this freaking cell phone for five years. That is what we call commitment. That is not, I want to do this and, well, you know, I'm going to give myself a day off over here and, you know, I want to, no. I went to my daughter's birthday party, you know, people, uh, hey, you, you know, you're going to have some pizza. I'm like, no, I'm going to drink water. You know, I try not to talk about that too much. I try not to go... And, and it's probably wrong of me now that you say that out loud. Um, I am a big fan of, no, I'm not, like, my kid's birthday and the cake have no correlation to each other. It do, My kid doesn't care. They don't care. They don't, you care, because you want cake. The kid doesn't care. And even if the kid's like, Dad, are you going to have some cake? <laughs> there have been instances yeah hand me a piece kid gets distracted piece goes over there kid doesn't know the day because the truth is look when they when they're small sometimes they do they just want you to part but my, the thing is they don't actually care you care and the only reason i got passionate about that is because i've toned down by talking about that specific like not eating at the thing but like dude like yes the commitment is Bro, nobody, I've gotten a lot of compliments recently on the, the body trip, but like nobody actually sees the really like overwhelming Sunday evenings of meal prepping for the week. And nobody sees the rolling out of bed at five o'clock in the morning to get the lift in by 630 to have to do cardio again at seven o'clock at night to like, that's the, your version of commitment is my version of commitment too. Yeah. reverse engineered into measurable, actionable things. And then the only reason it works, in my opinion, is because it's reverse engineered. If it was just get to single digit body fat, I'll see you in 12 months, everybody, you'd you'd lose. If I don't have small wins along the way, mm -hmm. reverse engineer it. All right, I want, I would like to be at this point by this point. I want to be at this point by this point. I'm going to do these things over this month, this month, this week. What's the plan for this coming week? And look, I've had like, and you probably have too, but like I've had good meals this year. I've had off diet activity. I've had um, whatever, like I have, but like I was just explaining to somebody like consistency and commitment is like, bro, if I hit 85% over 365 days, oh. I have made so much more progress than somebody who hit 100% for seven days. That's <laughs> commitment. Exactly. And again, talking about those goals, you know, going into the year, I, I was going to help again, health and fitness. I was going to, I was going to run a 5k every day. Right. I mean, that's 1135.15 miles, I think. Haven't you done that? Yeah. So I'm over 1200 already. I was going to say, cause you also picked up like a random ultra marathon. That's picked up a, yeah, I picked up a six hour ultra marathon and, and That's all that funny. kind of stuff. But, but the point of all of this, Sam, it goes back to the commitment, right? I used to wake up every day at 417, right? But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength, 2 Timothy 417. Uh, um, but after my dad passed away, he, he passed away, uh, his, his 
time of death uh, was 434. So now I get up at 434 every day. But the point of this oh, is- Your dad gifted you 17 more minutes of sleep, which you probably needed to be honest, bro. <laughs> you know, what's, what's interesting, I, I really, man, I, I never- valued sleep. Now I'm just like, wow, it's so amazing. But, but so the point is 434 in the morning, get up, go through the routine, go through the prayer, go through the reciting of my core values, go through gratitude, go through all of that. I go to the gym, I work out, I get home between 630 and 645 every morning, get the kids ready. I take my kids to school. I drop them off. I go through the carpool line. I park at the park. And then I go run a 5K on the island. I've done all of that by 8.30 in the morning. 8.30. Most people are like, just maybe getting their day started. And it's not about like, oh, look at me. I'm better than you. No, that's not the point. The point is, if you make a commitment, what are the activities that you are going to do every single day to get you closer to that goal so that when you check that box, championship day, Hey, I'm living up to my commitment. Nobody can ever question my commitment, ever. They can't question my integrity and they cannot question my commitment. No, absolutely not. I, I do want, I'll just, it's not like a disclaimer, but I want to share just for, because I've encountered this a lot recently too. Like I've had a lot of, uh, after taking this director of revenue position with Winray, I've had a lot of free conversations with people. Because that's part of my job now, which I love. I absolutely like I get to coach people who aren't clients yet. It's great. But but one of the big observations is everybody believes they have to go from nothing mm -hmm. to waking up at 417 in the morning, going to the gym, coming home, running a 5K all by eight o'clock in the morning. And I just wanted to touch on like Clifton, like you just said, like I've been tracking for five years, everything in this phone. It wasn't. 2023 getting to single digit body fat wasn't I'm at 28% body fat and I'm going to get to nine by December. It was like, I'm at 14 and I'm going to get, cause I spent the previous four years committed to being yes. healthier. So I just wanted to share, like, I think there's something to be said about the progression of things, but I do feel like people misinterpret commitment for perfection, for um, extreme, for intensity. And like, those are all very different things, just like, like my marriage, right? Like having a commitment, you know, one of my things for 2024 right now, like I have, I haven't shared this with anybody ever, actually, I haven't even shared this with my wife, but I'm going to share it here. Cause I want to like declare it, but like, I really want to strengthen our marriage. This move and this season has been hard. It's been super tough. And like, it's not, you know what I, I know you'll know, but like, it's not bad. But I, I know it's tense. I feel it like it's like we're, we're pushing and pulling a little bit. We're trying to get the new routines and the new kid schedules and the new work stuff. And she's CEO in the business and I'm doing this now. And it's just like and so in my heart, I've been feeling very, very convicted to like I want it. But what that doesn't mean is, all right, we have to go on a date night every night. We have to completely change who we are. We have to, we have to have sex 14 times a day because that it's just like, it, it's, do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, I for know sure. to go from tense and pushing and pulling, it doesn't need to be massive because what's most important is if we can nail two to three things, 
that would strengthen our relationship. And, and this is just where we're at in our marriage, but strengthen our relationship with God as a married couple. If we can just do two or three things consistently for 12 months, God, we'll be, we'll be at a whole new evolved level. We don't have to rearrange everything. And I think people often want to rearrange everything and then they just fail three weeks into the year and the whole year is shot. And then it's nothing. Yes. But well, well, we can, yeah, go ahead. We've been working on our marriage for years. We've been we've been bringing God into our marriage for years. We've been in small groups for years. We've been leading small groups for years. So, like, again, if you're in a season of like you're looking at divorce, you may need more than we need to get strengthened, and like that's okay too. But like, we're not in that season. We're in a season of snapping on each other a little too much, and so like we know how to refocus. Does you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, yeah. and you're and you're right. And and I think that that's that 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 is that is a great point, Sam. Is there's a lot of people that that look at you, uh, look at me, look at people we run with in our circle, and they're saying to themselves, "Man, I can never measure up." Yeah. Right. But that's why we have to, as leaders in our homes, in our communities, in our churches, in our businesses, in the marketplace, that's why we have to stay committed to setting that standard so that those people can know what's possible. I agree. Right. So, and that's a huge responsibility. Guess what? Not everybody can carry that. Only God can call the right people to do that, right? And, and so, and that's something I look at every single day. And I'm like, you know what, Lord? I want you to use me in a mighty way today to honor and glorify you. Help me stay focused on you. Help me avoid the distractions of the devil. And that's where I want to circle back to your comment. Yeah. Because when you got this pushing, you got this pulling and the tugging and all that stuff and the distraction, man, that's the devil. It's the devil working on you, tugging on you. You feel it inside. But guess what? We've talked about before. That's not a bad thing. Hear me now. It's not a bad thing if the devil is working on you. It's actually a good thing. Because if the devil is not working on you, Sam, that means you're already on his team. So if you're not facing adversity, obstacles, chaos, seemingly, you know, shit just burning down, like if you're not facing that, better watch out. You might need to get right. I and so, love that. I love that. That's one of my favorite. I'll give you a today example of, of self-talking myself. Through. I left the house this morning. Nobody was even awake, mind you. So what I'm about to say is going to be even stupider. I left the house this morning a little angry. And I got in the car. I'm just sharing. Look, bro, I just, this is, these are my favorite podcasts. These are the best ones. But I got in the car and I was a little, I was a little angry about a conversation yesterday. I woke up a little angry about it. The devil working, right? And I'm backing out of the driveway and I think to myself, and this is, it's, and this is, I believe it is so important to audit how you think in your head. Amen. I thought to myself, man, she just doesn't care. And I backed out of the driveway and immediately, like a snap, I went, that's the enemy, because God would never tell me my wife doesn't care. God would never put that negativity in my head. God would never, ever, ever put something in my head to hurt me or her or these kids or our life. That's the enemy. 
because I'm tired and I'm frustrated and I'm and Christmas is coming and, and like as exciting as it is, it also fucking sucks. It's, it's all, we've got to go down here and see these people do this, the presents. And every year I'm like, I got them too much. I didn't get them enough. And it's and so I was like, and then the second I thought, man, she just doesn't care. What a lie. Yeah. What a lie. And that's all the enemy gives is lies, man. And it's so easy to believe those lies because they reinforce our fears our insecurities, our, our damaged parts, our traumas, they reinforce the things that, that honestly, we're comfortable with their truth. Because if she cares, that means I actually have to work a little harder because I'm failing, because I'm not actually, like, I didn't handle myself. If, if it'd be she, easier if she didn't care, right? It'd be easier if she didn't, because then she's wrong. But the fact that she cares, and God told me this morning, no, bro, she loves you, she's trying to serve you, she's trying to, and you're not being empathetic. You're not being a good listener you're not giving the space. I was like, God, that that's the truth. Mm. But if you listen to the enemy, you don't have to listen to the truth. You get to believe the lies. You get to think nothing's your fault. And, and just back to commitment, right? You like, I, I remember telling myself for years, like my body will never look like that. And so it was really easy in the middle of a gym session to your body will never look like that. Yeah. Skip the set. It's true. It doesn't matter how many sets I do. Body will never look like that. Want to want to cheat on my diet. Your body will never look like that. Yeah, it's true. Just, just get, get the extra serving. It'll never look like that anyway. And then the beginning of this year, I said, my body's going to look exactly the way that I want it to. I'm going to manifest this, whether it takes 12 months, 50 months. I don't care. Yeah. And then like, boom, changes, boom, focus, boom, commitment. Because God would never tell you that you can't accomplish anything. Exactly. But he will tell you, hey, it's going to be really hard. The enemy tells you it's not impossible. The enemy doesn't even tell you it's hard. Exactly. Hard we can handle with God. So see, if it's hard, we lean on God. If That's it's right. impossible, we listen to the enemy. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Absolutely. Right, you got me. You right got on. me convicted on that. On that one, dude. You're 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 right on, man. Like so. <clears throat> so along those lines, you know, I had a moment uh, about a week or so ago, and um, you know, super stressful. Again, you know, all all kinds of stuffs going on, I, but I recognize. You know, not today, devil. Like I, I get you. Not today, Satan. I, I understand. Like I used to not understand what was going on, and then no, I understand what's going on. But I, you know, very stressful morning. You know, kids were at each other's throats. We were probably late, and just and um, it it just it affected my entire run that morning. Like I just it was in a bad head space, and you know, this was an exercise. So we gonna get ta tactical real quick. Um, and, and so. <clears throat> I got back in the truck, uh, you know, I ran, ran the 5k, got back in the truck and I just, man, I just felt just, you know, bad, just not myself. Normally after a 5k run in my morning routine, dude, I am, I mean, I run through a wall. I was just defeated. And so what I did is I, I, I did this exercise, you know, that I walk people through like clients will reach out to me like, man, I'm super stressed out. The world's falling, all this shit. And I'm like, cool. Hey, take out your phone, take out a piece of paper. Take out a writing instrument. If you don't have that, then use your phone as well. But set a timer on your phone. Give me two minutes. Set a timer for two minutes. And that two minutes, I want you to write down every single thing that you're grateful for. Everything that comes to mind that you're grateful for. And if you, if you do this with the right heart posture, God's going to reveal things to you that you aren't even thinking about in the moment that you should be grateful for. And those are going to come out on paper. Dude, I just started writing. Two minutes is up. Sit there and marinate. Man, I was writing stuff like, 
I'm grateful for power. I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for the tires on my truck. I'm great. Of course, I'm grateful for God's love, mercy, grace, and his blessings, and my wife, Marianne, and all of that. But just things, I'm like, the point of that, Sam, is it's a tactical exercise that anybody can do. Doesn't cost you anything but two minutes of your time. Because gratitude and stress and anxiety and fear can't coexist. And so that's some self-coaching that I, I started doing years ago. When I was stressed out, I'm like, cool, all right, pull out a timer, give me two minutes, and just write that down. And guess what? Mindset immediately changed. You know what's funny? You've been you've been saying that to me for a long time. The gratitude and stress and anxiety can't coexist. And man, for the long for a while, I don't think I ever shared this with you, but I, I just it really frustrated me as a phrase because I because I, I I tend to be stressed, anxious. I like quote unquote, I'm putting anybody that's not watching, quote unquote, I like to operate under stress and anxiety, right? Because you get a lot done. It's it's totally a lie, right? You actually don't operate better in that scenario. Nobody does. Nobody does. Even the best athletes in the world will tell you that focused flow states in the middle of chaos are actually what create the most performance, not living, not being in the chaos, right? Exactly. But I spent, I spent some months with you saying that to me, trying to figure out how to prove you wrong. Like, I, I am a grateful guy. I'm just also stressed, scared, and insecure about 80 things. Like, I just want to share that with you because it's funny because that, I think that might have been the first time you said that to me um, where I believed it to be true in my own life. Not that I didn't believe it to be true, that you were telling something untrue, but that might have been the first time you said that and it spoke to my heart in a way where I was like, yeah, he's right. Because I actually feel that right now. I With everything going on, not bad stuff. Just new, different, a little scary. I don't think I've ever been as grateful as I am right now. And you can, I, I can almost tell, I'm going to loop this into a, into a question that we might not even have enough time to go all the way into, but um, I'm, I'm doing more, thinking more, feeling more, deciding more, um, performing higher consistently than I probably ever have right now in this season. And I feel better than I have in, much easier seasons. I mean, very comfortable, easy. I have had seasons in my career of making very good money for doing very little output. Oversleeping, hanging out. I had a summer back in the day. I played Pokemon Go with my wife and kids, like most of the summer, instead of like running my business. Cause I was making six figures and everybody was in place and shit was easy. Now, five months later, everything starts to fall apart. That That's the trick that people that you don't know until it happens. But my point being, um, I believe now more than ever, not that I was ungrateful before, but I think now more than ever, um, like a different level of actual gratitude, like if that makes sense. But I, wh why I agree, what I have found when I am stressed, when I am frustrated, when I am thinking to myself, she doesn't care, I'm not grateful. And so if like for the first time I can agree with you, not because you were wrong before, but because I can finally accept, man, I'm not grateful. How can I be grateful for my wife while simultaneously saying she doesn't care about me? How can I be grateful for my kids while simultaneously pulling my hair out, saying they're the worst and this is annoying? You, you actually, I, I can't. I can't. Now that doesn't mean that it's not okay 
to get frustrated. It doesn't mean I don't have to be grateful 24 hours a day for everything. Correct. It's okay. And that's where I missed was like, that can't be true. Because No, it is true. But it's also okay to acknowledge, you know what? I'm not grateful for you right now. You are frustrating me. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to write this list. I'm going to go. For, I'm going to do something. And within a, within some time, I will go back into a state of gratitude. But when that happens, I will no longer feel this way about you because I can't I can't have both. And I want to thank you for that and reinforcing it over a couple of years now because it is a powerful statement. Now, to loop that, to loop that, what I said about the performance and the. I have to I have to bring it up just because it's worth noting. I have never in my life seen anybody go through such a heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching, difficult. It wasn't a difficult moment. You've had a difficult year. Like, and we don't have to talk every single instant, but like, yeah, God like qualified you this year. You can talk about like, connect. I don't know what's going, going on for you next year, but God has some plan. Like there's zero doubt. My my question about like, where did you find the grace to walk through losing your father four months ago, showing up as a father for your own children anyway, every day, showing up as a husband anyway, every day, showing up for clients, events, speaking. And like, I know you had extremely difficult moments but you never wavered on showing up for the people that looked up to you. And most men would have wavered. They would have shaken. They would have fallen and stumbled, maybe not even fallen, but most, you just kept walking. And like, no matter how heavy it was, no matter how hard it was, you just kept walking. Yeah. um, It's uh. I think that over the past probably five years, I've been getting prepared for what I've gone through, what I've experienced. Um, Because previously, I don't know how I would have um, dealt with sort of, you know, the, the, the blows Truthfully, Sam, I, I I do I know that it's it's my connection with with God. It's the only thing um, that I can get strength from. It truly is. Like I again, every single day, multiple times a day, I'm like, Lord, I have no clue what's coming at me today. No clue. But you know what? I'm grateful for the obstacles. I pray for problems, challenges. People think I'm crazy, but here's the reality. Every single one of those is an opportunity for me to get closer to God. Every single challenge is an opportunity for me to actually experience his goodness and glory because, hey, if I overcome it and it doesn't kill me, hey, he had a hand in that. He played a part in that. I also pray, hey, thank you for the wins, right? Thank you for that. Um, but it's truly just been 
Again, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to get that tattooed on my on my body somewhere, but the Lord stood with me and gave me strength. There is nothing else that I <clears throat> can attribute being able to walk through this year. And when people, people ask me, they're like, dude, how do you do that? Like, truthfully, how do you do that? And I said, man, listen, uh, my dad always said to me, son, I'm so proud of you. And when I eulogized him, there's probably like 350, maybe 400 people in that standing room only. And I can't tell you, I would say that if I spoke to 90% of them, 90% of them said, man, your dad was so proud of you. And so that's why I keep fighting. Because I have a reason to fight. And not only is it to make him proud, but I'm so grateful that God has chosen to use me in such an incredible way. Despite my flaws, despite my imperfections, and in spite of what I deserve. And so as long as he blesses me with oxygen and a heartbeat, I'm going to go do my damnedest, my best to just exemplify what it looks like to go through the fire. Not alone, but with him. And how I know that's working and how I know that's my purpose is because I've had many people and I don't do this for people to look at me and go, wow, look, man, you you deserve all the praise. No, I deserve nothing. But I've had many people hit me up in the DMs, comment, like, dude, I have watched you. I've watched you go through this fire, this valley. And you've inspired me to connect with God. You've inspired me to reconnect with my parents or reconnect with a loved one. You've inspired me to stop drinking alcohol. You inspire me to do this. You inspire me to do that. And so that's how. I think that we have to call it right there. Because there, there is nothing there is nothing that could be added that would make that more powerful. It's been a, uh, it's been a fun conversation, bro. All I wanted to do today was ask you about the boat. <laughs> we'll end with that. Yes. <laughs> we don't, Details coming. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to have Clifton back. And I think sooner than a year. Let's do like a couple of weeks because just, man, you and I, you and I podcast well together. This was good. This is, I'm going to say this and post it. It's probably the best podcast episode I've ever recorded. Um, chills. Participate. Um, but you guys have to hear the book story. Yeah. This just we'll wasn't again soon. Yeah. This wasn't the episode for it, but you got to hear the book story. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to end it there. Um, this is what I'm going to ask for you guys as listeners. There's somebody in your life. Uh, there's somebody in your life that's far from God that you know. You know. Um, 
needs a nudge to get closer, use this episode as an opportunity for them to maybe get closer and listen to a testimony about God's strength and power and faithfulness and love um, and send it to that person. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you share this or tag us. That's not important. But there's somebody you know that's far from God that needs to be awakened to a life uh, in Christ. Please send this to them. Amen. See you guys next time.